You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway. An attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat. I'm your host, Al Malafronte, coming at you for the Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, Today we're joined by a Broadway veteran whose career spans nearly two decades. Over the years, she's performed for some of the game's most iconic franchises, including Hairspray, Legally Blonde, School of Rock, and most recently, Come From Away, in which she actually performed one of my all-time favorite songs here on Broadway, Me in the Sky. Her portrayal of Captain Beverly Bass really captured a special energy that stands up there uh, with any of my favorite nights on Broadway, you know, over the 23 years that I've been going to shows. And the fact that she also just happens to be a big baseball fan, uh, that one makes that makes this one extra special for me. So it's a real pleasure to welcome her to the batter's box tonight. With that being said, if you'll please turn your attention to home plate, just beyond the marquee, now batting. Becky Goldsvig. Becky, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. What have you been up to? Um, well, hanging out at home a lot, as I'm sure a lot of your guests have said lately. <laughs> but uh, hanging with my family. And actually, I kind of giggled when I got this because um, I actually helped coach my daughter's softball team this summer. <laughs> No way. She's never been interested yet. And so I finally got to do that. She watched a league of their own this spring with me and, uh, well, with us, my husband and I, and um, became obsessed. And so baseball slash softball has reentered our life in a new way. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, tell me what type of coach you are. Are you kind of like a fiery Billy Martin, Bobby Cox, Lou Pinella type? Are you more like reserved, like, you know, you're guy Ron Gardenhire was for the twins for many years. I'm kind of like a ninja coach. Like I'm going to, I was the assistant, so I wasn't the one running all the stuff, but I was the one who'd like run to the individual players and find the thing they did well and give them the next thing to work on and then run over there and the girl who looks disappointed in the corner and make sure to give her a pep talk and just kind of like boots on the ground style. (laughs) Is it weird to see the way that they're playing uh, kids sports now with, you know, everything, 
you know, the social distancing stuff and the masks and everything, is that translating into uh, kit your daughter's athletics? Oh, for sure. It It's very, I mean, everything is strange right now. And that was the first thing we did because everything else was canceled. Um, and they decided to give it a go. They had painted boxes along the sidelines for each batter to have their own, like, six foot box. So all their gear had to go in there. They sat in there. So you weren't in the dugout. Um, you had to bring all your own equipment. You had to wear your masks underneath your batting helmet and your face shield. <laughs> 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 so much gear. And I also realized the hardest thing for me with kids is like, you want to high five, you want to give them a hug if you need to, you want to, you know, do some sort of physical encouragement and so I kept doing high feet where I'd stick my foot out and they would kick my foot just to have some sort of like, good job. You got it. Like some sort of contact, but it was uh, definitely different, but it was great to be out and to, you know, have some semblance of a game and get that feeling. Now, were you much of a uh, athlete growing up in uh, Minnesota? Well, I was, and then I wasn't because the pickle is, if you play too many sports, you don't have time to do the musicals. <laughs> Same with um, me. Same with me. Yeah. So um, I played softball, you know, through like middle school, upper elementary, something like that. It was, it was a part of summers and going to games was much more a part of summers. Um, but then eventually the schedules compete and there's, you just can't physically do it all. I played basketball for longer, but, um, but we always go to the games, which is fun. Were you a big Metrodome girl? Well, I grew up three and a bit hours north. So I had been to a couple games. Um, and actually, the one I remember the most was my most recent before they tore it down. Um, when we were on the road with Legally Blonde, I actually went back to the Metrodome. And after having been to a lot of stadiums across the country and seeing what they look like to then go back to the poor Metrodome was, was, um, it made me understand why they were building a new one <laughs> and target. Field was <laughs> so it was nice to see that eventually too. At least they sent Met the Metrodome off on a high note. I mean, they did win the division that year. They played my Yankees in the division yeah. series. And that was, that was a great, you know, series for us. Is it now you've been in New York for a while now. Does it ever bother you? You know, that the running joke is that the twins can't get past the Yankees. Oh, well, I hear about it from my family all the time. That's for sure. You know, it's hard to get, I don't get like the baseball package. So you, it's hard to follow the teams that don't live here. Um, so, and I must admit on a show schedule, it's impossible to follow sports because you miss all the games. Um, unless you have a, a slow track and you're able to watch backstage. Um, so I'm, my new wave of baseball fandom has basically been whenever we can go to a game, like when we're on tour and there's a cast outing and we go to a game or like we stayed down the street from um, the, uh, the Cardinal stadium in St. Louis. Like we were right there. Actually, a lot of the, uh, the visiting players stayed at our hotel too. So that was cool with the come from away tour, but we all went there and basically anytime I can get to a game, I get to a game. And now that my daughter's getting interested, I think my chances of paying attention are a lot higher. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite stadium that you've been to? Mm, I would have to say we had the best time at Wrigley field. I, it was the most quintessential 
Chicago old school baseball night ever. The we took the bus to the game. We waited outside. We got all the snacks. It was a beautiful night. That stadium is so awesome. And just the history there is so cool. And seeing where people watch from their roofs and like all these, you know, the handmade bleachers, they sort of add on. And then the game was fantastic. Um, and the whole crowd was into it. And, you know, it always bothers me when you go to stadiums and people leave early. I don't understand that in any sport. <laughs> driving me nuts. Um, and so I love being in an arena or a stadium where, you know, everyone is just hanging on every play. And it was that kind of night. So uh, that was that was my, my best memory most recently, for sure. Now, do you have like any favorite players or favorite games that you've been to? Aside from the Wrigley Field experience, do you have anything that stands out? Because I know that like your wheelhouse of baseball, at least growing up in Minnesota... If you're anything like me, you picked up the game, let's say around age eight, age nine. You were nine when the Twins won in 91. I was nine when the Yankees won in 99. So that's like, that's the first World Series I remember. I'm not sure if that coincides with, you know, some of your favorites, but I, I'm very interested to hear about that. No, I very much remember when they won the World Series. And I distinctly remember the shirt that I got. I think my grandpa like got me the World Series shirt with the trophy. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever. And I had the Homer hankies and I know the song. And like, it was just one of those things that just sticks in your head. Um, so yeah. And, um, and the other, uh, the other fun memory is actually, I have a lot of coaches in my family as well as, as teachers. It seemed to be the, the thread for a while was coaches and teachers. Um, but um, my uncle Bucky, Burgau, um, he coaches in my hometown of Moorhead, Minnesota. Well, he did at the college and they just named the college baseball field after him, which was super cool. Um, a little while ago. And then they also might, the thing my daughter remembers is that he, um, helps coach the Red Hawks, the AAA team. And, uh, they had a bobblehead night. And so he's a bobblehead, the Bucky Burgau bobblehead. <laughs> So we uh, we had, could go get my uncle as a bobblehead. But the bobblehead <laughs> I was supposed to sing the national anthem and it was like his honorary night and the game rained out. So we got there and we stood in the rain for like an hour, just hoping it would go away. And it didn't. But of course I was traveling. So that was my one shot. Um, but you know, that's, that's also just what I love about baseball is those moments that bring you together and that you remember and you're having fun. And yes, we love the sport and we love the competition, but it's that camaraderie and that just uh, that history and um, those memories that go with it. I think that make it extra awesome. I think that we've got to get you to sing the anthem at Yankee Stadium or City Field. I think that the New York fans need to hear this. I think that would be super fun. I've done a ton of Rangers games and I did a Knicks game, but I've never done the baseball. Well, now maybe after this podcast, people will know that you're a fan and would be down to do it. Totally. It's one of my favorite things to do is sing at games. And do you get like the whole VIP treatment and stuff and free drinks, free food, like the whole nine yards? Uh, no. Well, the Rangers are awesome and they give you tickets for you and a friend, my husband. We always go, which is great. Um, I haven't sang um, since Hazel's been old enough to go, my daughter. Um, so I don't know what it, how I would, you know, paper, rock, scissors, that out. Who would get the ticket? Um, but when I sang at the Knicks game, I actually sang before a matinee. I was doing Legally Blonde at the Palace. And I had to run down. And then I had to run back to the 
to the show and we had friends in town from Canada and she's a huge sports fan. And so I actually blew her mind because she got my uh, front row courtside seats for the game because I couldn't stay. (laughs) (laughs) The cool friend went way up. (laughs) Wow. That is amazing. Do you have like a, have you been to Yankee Stadium or City Field though? Do you have a favorite? Um, you know, I went to the old ones. Shea and the old Yankee Stadium. Shea and then the old Yankee Stadium. Did I go to the, yes, I did go to the new Yankee Stadium. Yes, I did. It made me miss the old one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not a shill of the Yankees. I'm a baseball fan first. And the thing that I love about you is that, you know, even though you grew up a Twins fan, you've talked before about, you know, the whole Broadway schedule and how difficult it is to, you know, just to follow one team. Um, I am. I embrace the sport, and in no way am I a shill. I am a realistic baseball fan first, and I always. I hope my listeners at home know as much too. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, um, what pumps you up more? A big home run or, you know, singing a big 11 o'clock number like, uh, you know, me in the sky. Huh. Well, they're two very different things. I, I do love singing in the 11 o'clock number and nothing compares to me in the sky. I loved singing that song every night. I loved it. That show was my favorite show to do for so many reasons. And that song was so great to sing and so fun to sing and so satisfying to sing. And so it felt important to sing it, which I loved. I loved sharing it with the audience. Um, But it's also because when you do that kind of thing for a living and people watch you do that kind of thing for a living and listen to you and share with you, there there is joy in being on the audience half of it. So when I'm at a game, I am off, I am in it, I am enjoying, I am ready. And when you get that home run or any huge play, like I love leaping to my feet and screaming along with everybody else. Like it's just that, you know, in some ways, I guess it's the same thing because you're having that experience with other people. And um, that's why this last couple of months is so hard. (laughs) We don't get to share those live experiences. You know, on the bright side though, I miss... Broadway as much as you do. And, you know, obviously, you know, I feel for all my friends in the industry who, you know, are kind of waiting around with no clear answers. Um, on the bright side, you're 
Minnesota Twins and my New York Yankees are in first place. That's something that we can both so feel good about. We have to take small victories. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I guess right around when COVID hit, uh, long before, um, not long before you had uh, played your last show at Come From Away, did you have a game plan for like something exciting after, you know, within Broadway or in the theater circuit that you could tell us about? No, I had some stuff worked up for the summer, um, but it was actually going to be a little bit of a break and a little bit of a reset. So in some ways that helped me because I wasn't like the bottom didn't fall out. Like I had just ended. I was supposed to have some time off. Clearly, this was not what I expected. But um, but no, there was there was nothing immediately after that. So. uh, So I guess I was I was due for a reset. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. How has, uh, you know, the quarantine treated you overall? Are you staying on your game and everything, Becky? Oh, kind of. I would imagine similar to anyone else, you have your good days and your bad days. Um, my personal time has completely evaporated uh, because between the dogs and my daughter and life, like there's just, it used to be me time when I would hop the train at five o'clock and go into the city. So, you know, losing the ability to do that has been a bummer. I mean, I'm, I'm a theater lover, but I also love New York. And so not being able to just, you know, go hang in my city is, is a bummer, but, um, but we're hanging in and we're technically fine and we're healthy. So that's super lucky and, uh, trying to make the best of it and some days succeeding more than others. And you mentioned your love of New York, you know, growing up as a kid in Minnesota, did you make a lot of trips up here and, you know, that kind of made you catch the musical theater vibe or did you find that, you know, through some of the great theater that you have around Minneapolis? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, I grew up about three and a bit hours North, um, in a town called Moorhead, right on the North Dakota border. And, um, I didn't get to New York until high school on a choir trip, um, and at that point, I had already fallen in love with theater, but in my bedroom, listening to uh, the cast recordings of Broadway shows. I had lots of individual dance parties to every sort of musical and lots of belt-alongs in the car. Um, so that's what did it for me. Um, and I had wonderful teachers and wonderful ways to grow and learn and experience theater growing up there. So that I'm very thankful for. And people really support the arts in Minnesota as a whole and definitely in my hometown. So that came in handy for sure. And, you know, I think it's pretty cool that you have an athletic background of your own. Having that background, did you feel like you were at an advantage in any way when you were coming up on auditions and whatnot for the first time? Still as a teenager, I guess. Yes. Well, I am super competitive. For better or for worse. You seem pretty chill tonight, by the way. I just want to tell the folks at home. She's like laid up on a couch right now in her basement, Diet Coke over there. I see what's going on. It's a million degrees. I'm hiding in the one cool corner of the house without an air conditioner blowing. Um, uh, What was the question? Oh, (laughs) did you feel? Got it. Yes. So I... um, I definitely always had the competitive streak and I think you have to be competitive to survive theater. There's just no way there's too many of us that want to do it. Um, but what I love is that I've grown into the realization that the idea of teamwork is imperative. Um, it can be a very me, me, me business. 
And then you just end up being thinking you need to be the all-star hitting the grand slams all this, all the time, but really there, you cannot play a game without a team and you cannot have a show without everybody on stage and behind stage and under stage and out front of house working together to make it happen. And I think the reason that I, well, I've, I've always loved theater for all the people involved, but that really, really was proven in come from away. Cause you cannot do that show by yourself. <laughs> You're so reliant on your team. And if one hat is missing or one flashlight is gone or one spotlight, like the teamwork that happened to make that show happen every night. And the way that we all really became a team, um, it was extraordinary and it made it even more special. So I think I've, I've grown into the realization that that sort of sports mentality and teamwork has actually paid off way more in the long run than I would have realized. And, you know, you've done some really big shows over the years and you've gotten to take on some, you know, really cool roles. Um, for me, I wish I would have, you know, I didn't, I don't catch many of the touring productions, but I know that you got to do, uh, the beautiful tour and perform as Cynthia Wilde, one of my all-time favorite songwriters. Uh, can you just tell me a little bit about what that experience was like, you know, being in that whole Carol King camp and universe. And, you know, I've, I've had Abby Mueller on the show and uh, you know, that, that just, that whole franchise is one of my favorites. So do you have any fond recollections that you could tell me about that? I loved that show. I loved listening to the audience discover each night that, these songwriters had written way more songs than they realized like that, that big, Oh, or those realization noises you'd hear when you'd hear the first couple notes of the song. And you realize that everybody was sort of reliving their past, but with you in the moment and just having such a great time. I loved helping to tell Carol's story and Cynthia is just fabulous. So I loved to play her and it was a really, it was a unique show to be a part of. I never played anyone that was alive, let alone a real person. So that was intimidating and then super awesome as it went on because it, um, it just informs you in a different way. But, uh, it was, I, I really love that show. It's a, it's a great show. How does now is Beverly your favorite is Elle Woods and the Legally Blonde tour your favorite is Cynthia your favorite? How do you decipher, you know, which role you look back on most fondly when you have such a juggernaut like that to, to choose from? Well, I feel lucky that I have genuinely loved all the parts I've gotten to play. Um, you know, shows are different. It, it, it affects you how the backstage life is. It affects how you remember doing the show. So it's not always just like, what's your favorite part? But for me, it was like my favorite experience. And um, it's really hard to pick one. I mean, your Broadway debut is always your Broadway debut. So that is just like a special place in my heart. That's Hairspray. Um, I sort of reached my life goal when I got to do School of Rock. Um, I had just gotten off the road with Beautiful and my family had toured with me. And that was amazing. My daughter was four at the time. My husband was a rock star and stayed home, but on tour with her. And um, when I got School of Rock, I got to live in my house take my daughter to school every morning, go be in a Broadway show. And that for me had always been the goal was to have like the home life, the family life, be able to, you know, grill out on the night off, but also get to go into New York and do what I love. And so that was really thrilling. And um, I think everything just came together and come from away. 
because it was all the things I love about theater, all the things I love about the goodness in humanity and sharing that story with people every night. Nothing, nothing compares um, to that for me and that experience of just real people doing really kind things for each other. And um, it resonated so well. And who knew how important it would be walking into this too these last couple of months. I mean, when theater does come back, that show will will hold even more weight just in how we all need each other and we need kindness and we need to have each other's backs. Longest answer ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to its return too. And I, especially, you know, coming off a role like you played uh, with Captain Bass, did you ever get to meet her? Did she ever come see your performance? Yes, many times. So Bev is very supportive of the show and she's always been very kind to me. She came to see us a lot on tour. She did a lot of press. Uh, we did a lot of interviews together on tour. Um, and she came to see me in New York a couple times. I got to help sing at a ceremony where she got an award. Um, but the, the most nerve wracking time was the first time that she saw us. We were in the rehearsal studio in New York and they had a turntable for us, which thank goodness, I can't imagine learning that show without the turntable. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it looks like you took um, confetti and just threw it up all over the stage. And that's our spike march for the whole night. Like there are so many places to put chairs, tables, it rotates, then you're in a spotlight. And if you miss your mark, the story doesn't get told because we all just take turns so many times. Um, so anyway, we had this turntable so we hadn't been able to have people really watch us. So of course we have barely learned the show. I mean, barely. Um, our brains are scrambled eggs and we're kind of, you know, getting through it those last couple times before we head out of town. And then Bev and Tom, her husband, come to one of our final run throughs. <laughs> and there's a lot of moments where, you know, I roll down in the chair and I'm right at the edge of the stage making the phone calls to Tom. And in that run through, Tom was directly in front of my face, like two feet away from me. <laughs> so, and of course, Bev was right there as well. So I was, I was very, very nervous for that run through. Um, but they were lovely and super supportive. And it was really fun to talk to my cast afterwards because they said, oh, I'm sure you were great, but we were watching them watch you, <laughs> which is something that you just don't ever get to see. Because even when you're, you know, in a theater, you don't get to see the live person watching themselves be portrayed. So the, I, my castmates were very thrilled to watch their faces. So it was, uh, it was nerve wracking, but very cool. I love the performance really. Like I said, probably one of my favorite nights on Broadway uh, from 2019, for sure. I think I went right around the holidays and oh, you were thank great. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, uh, to wrap every show, Becky, we do one little segment called Fastball Derby. I want you to think of it like this. It's the ninth inning. There's two outs. It's the bottom of the ninth. Your team's down a run. Um, You got to think fast and you got to be on your toes here. I'm going to ask you a question. And you say the first thing that comes to your head. How does that sound? (laughs) I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Favorite New York City meal? Meal? Um, Pizza. Any particular slice that you like? You like a grandma Uh, slice, a Sicilian slice, a... I'll take anything. uh, You'll take anything. No, I like a good giant slice of gooey cheese. (laughs) okay okay your favorite manuel song Ooh, um i would have to say oh that's tricky i'm oh see i used to sing somewhere out there all the time and i love that one but I also love Make Your Own Kind of Music because when my daughter had her first dance recital, they did a sing-along to it at the end. And then like weeks later, I booked the beautiful tour and it all was like, oh, magic. So it's hard to pick one. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's amazing. But if you ever want to sing You've Lost That Loving Feeling alongside me, that's like one of my go-to oh, jams. So. I'm a terrific bass, so... <laughs> <laughs> We can get back together in studio, you know, maybe you and I could work that out because that's like a dream of mine to sing that song with someone of your talent, Becky. And you, oh, there you all, go. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Sounds perfect. All-time favorite cast album. How do you pick one? Uh, um How, I don't know how I don't have a great answer for this because there's there's so many though. Why don't for tonight? Why don't I go with a tie between Les Mes and Miss Saigon? Because those were the the like repeats in my car in high school that you listen to all the time, and just the grand music and the drama, so much drama. Um, let's go with those. All-time favorite film? About Time. Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm a big Rachel McAdams guy. Of course I've seen it. Oh, that's <laughs> a dream. But I love that movie. That is a great movie. Yeah, it makes me happy. She does well in time travel movies. You know that? Notice that she kind of has like a like a gift or a knack for those types of movies. She does, but she's always the one who doesn't get to travel. So she that needs, is true. The next one needs to have, like, she needs to have the powers. <laughs> Agree. Person in the audience you were most 
nervous, or intimidated to perform in front of? Well, Cynthia Weil, opening night, Los Angeles on tour. She just happened to be there your first performance as as her? Uh, They were there, and I hadn't met them yet. So I was doing the show for them, knowing that they'd approved my casting, but not having met them, they hadn't seen me do it anywhere, and and it was opening night in L.A., which is always just a little extra hyped, to say the least. Um, that was nerve wracking. I love that. I, I, and also I would love to meet Barry Mann, Cynthia Wilde at some point. That would be, uh, that would be epic. They're Excuse awesome. Me. They're extraordinary. Your dream role. It's honestly probably still Bev because I love that show so much. Um, There are lots of things I would like to play very much. And that list is very long, but I have yet to discover something that inspires me as a whole so much as Come From Away did. Most embarrassing on stage moment. Um, I had a good one on the beautiful tour. I uh, completely fell out of my shoes. I still don't even know how it happened. Um, there, I think we figured out that Abby and I had gotten tangled somehow, but we were exiting on a fade out. So luckily it wasn't like front and center in a spotlight, though I've had embarrassing moments happen there too. But this one, for some somehow, I completely wiped out. Like, what do you call it? Head over tea kettle? And... I fell out of my shoes. And so I like got myself off stage army crawl style and then got back to the gondolas. And then Deshaun, one of our drifters came around and was like, are these yours? And they're my shoes that I left on stage. <laughs> and they all came on. They like did all their sassy moves and someone picked up my shoes. Um, but I've never actually, you know, wiped out like that full on before. Uh, so that was, that was interesting to get over. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, and I had a bunch of family there that night too. And I was like, wait, did you guys see that? They're like, yeah, you don't normally do that. What happened? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> Just theater magic fluke. <laughs> <laughs> Proudest moment of your career. My daughter seeing me on stage. And lastly, best piece of advice anyone ever gave you. I would say cheese ball change. Elle Woods, being true to yourself never goes out of style. Except, wait, yes, technically Vivian says it, but it's Elle's thing. So I learned a lot from doing that show, and I tended to be more of a Vivian than an Elle in real life sometimes with my cynicism. Um, and judgment at a quick glance and learning that it really is the most fulfilling, most successful, happiest, loveliest thing to just be yourself, uh, no matter what is, uh, it's a good one. 
Awesome. Well, Becky, I cannot thank you enough for joining us tonight. This was great. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to Break a Bat. This is Al Malafronte signing off for the Broadway Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Break a Bat. This is produced by the fine folks at the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit and subscribe at bpn.fm slash breakabat. You can find me online at break underscore a underscore bat underscore podcast. And you can also find the Broadway Podcast Network on Instagram at Broadway Podcast Network. It's been so great having you here with us today. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.